Welcome to the Everything is Influence podcast. This podcast is dedicated to help you understand why human beings do the things they do and ultimately how you can work with human psychology to influence change and get people to do what you want them to. Whether this is your clients, your prospects, your kids, your spouse, or anyone you come into contact with, this show will give you the tools of influence so that you can become more, unlock your true potential, and serve even more powerfully than you already do. My name is Eli Wild. Let's dive in. So what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Everything is Influence podcast, where we connect with really, really influential people, people that I've had an influence on my life and the lives of others uh, to make this world a better place. As always, we go through the four levels of influence, ultimately how we influence ourselves, how we take that certainty, that confidence, that connection, that wisdom, whatever we've created, cultivated, generated within ourselves, and how do we transfer that to a, another human being in a meaningful way Level three influences, how do we do that at scale? How do we do that to groups? If we're in business, we got to master this. And ultimately, level four influences, how do you scale your influence when you're not there? People, products, like taking your values and infusing those in the masses so you can make a measurable difference in the world. And today, I'm, I'm genuinely like pumped to be talking to a friend that I've known for, I guess, maybe five, six years now. And all of us have something in common that we all have a body and most of us want to have energy. We want to look good. We want to feel good. And this guy has done, he's revolutionized fitness. Everybody that I know who are high performance entrepreneurs follow his plan in some way. And he's made a miserable difference in the lives of the people making measurable difference in the lives of others. So this is one of the people that's had really been the tip of the spear in the fitness business and change the way we think about food and ultimately how we get more out of our lives without sacrificing what we want to eat. So, uh, Mr. Greg O'Gallagher, it is great to connect with you and see you, buddy. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing amazing. That was a freaking awesome warm introduction. Thank you. You know, I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm pumped to be on here with you. I'm, I, I love your stuff and, uh, and I, we got to connect in Miami next week. Yeah. Yeah. I missed you here. Um, but we'll, maybe I'll see you in a couple of weeks, but you know, well, let's, I, I kind of, there's so much I want to talk to you about. And I was thinking about it this morning, um, how we connected and all that, but just for context, um, if you could let people know, like, what are you doing right now? Um, and kind of what, what is your business all about this Kino body? I know you've got uh, fitness stuff, you got supplements, you got the YouTube channel, you got, you know, you're just, you're everywhere right now. And I'm, and I'm wearing one of your shirts. So let everybody know kind of what you're up to in the world and, and kind of how you got to this place. Let the people know what you're doing right now in your business and in, in your life. Yeah. So, you know, I started things when I was very young. I started things at 19 years old, um, starting blogging, doing some content. And very quickly, I started to put together my own fitness courses because I would I would put out content on fitness. I would I would, I would talk other, about other people's workout routines. I'd create some of my own for little blog articles. And there was a huge demand for, hey, Greg, create a system for getting lean, for gaining muscle. And so I started off with building my own fitness programs and then marketing that on, on blogs and, and YouTube. And it scaled really, really quickly. Um, and then over the years, um, we've had hundreds of thousands of people go through these fitness programs 
And, and then the next thing that we did was uh, we created a, a line of supplements that I really believe in, all natural supplements. I'm drinking there. I was just finished drinking our Kino Octane. So we have a all supplement right. line. And then um, and then we built like a clothing line of, of, of cuts of clothing that are really tapered to the individual that, that works out, that has that, that V shape. They have that movie star body and they want to go, they want to get that shirt that's going to fit perfectly. It's going to hug their chest and shoulders, the drape on their waist where they stand out and they look their best. Um, and so that's kind of the business right now. Um, the biggest part of the business is our Kino Octane. It's our supplement line, Kino Octane Collagen. Um, and, and then actually we're, we're launching something really cool. Um, we're launching something really cool. It might actually be out now. It's the Kino Club. It's our new kind of fitness club where, where you join. It's monthly and you get this awesome community. You get access to my fat loss, muscle building programs. And it's really designed to like get you the best results possible because you're part of the community. You get help with coaches. And so that's something that we're really passionate about um, right now. So it's really the supplement line, the clothing and the Kino Club. You know, it's, I have uh, all these friends and I coach a lot of, uh, of young men. And typically one of the things that most coaching programs have is some form of a vision board and people have on there like cars, houses, things they want to have, but also something in their body, uh, like what they want to look like. And you are the picture on most dudes, like vision board of what they want to look like. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember when we met, I think, I think we were, we were hanging out with uh, Ty Lopez. I know I, I yep. hung out with him and, and Owen connected us. You were just kind of starting with your, I guess, the fitness mark. You were obviously very fit at the time. And you're one of the things about you too, you're very strong. You're strong. Have you, have you always been strong like this? Like, I mean, seeing you in these videos. And so it's, it's cool for, for folks listening. We all want to have more influence over ourselves and others. Um, fitness is a big part of it. And you, you figured some things out and then you, you also started to market this way of thinking in a really cool way that we're going to, we're going to unpack here today, which, which is, you know, just kind of made a celebrity around you in this space. And you teach like celebrity body, Hollywood body, but what was the, the origins of this? Were you, were you always just strong and fit? Um, Cause you, I mean, you look in great shape. What's, what's kind of the background there, the backstory on how you've gotten this, this psychology, this, this methodology um, in your fitness specifically? Yeah, I was, I was the kid at like at 13 that was doing push-ups that was, that wanted to be strong and wanted to build a powerful um, physique. And so I started training at a very young age with body weight training and then super quickly weight training and, and trying different styles of workouts. Um, but I knew that one of the reasons why I created my company and my fitness philosophy is that there wasn't another fitness philosophy that really sucked me in where I was like, yes, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. Um, you know, there was bodybuilding, but bodybuilding wasn't, you know, didn't have it right. It was, it was a chasing too much mass. It was obsessing in the gym. It was sacrificing your life and just devoting your entire existence to the gym and getting bulky and, and too big. Um, and then it's, it's a dark road that, that, that if you go to, into bodybuilding, it's a very dark road. Um, so that I, I wasn't interested in, um, some of the, the training for athletes, for mixed martial art artists and football players, I found pretty cool. Um, I was like, okay, this is interesting, but again, it didn't, didn't 
necessarily help create the body I wanted. Um, and again, I wasn't necessarily training to become a football player. So it was like, it was cool if you're, if that's the, the, if that's the athletic, you know, sport that you're involved in, but I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Some of the bodybuilding stuff was in, some of this stuff was interesting, but what I wanted was I, and I, and I've been obsessed with fitness. I put in mm-hmm. two hour, you know, three hour workouts a day and track like, and then being meticulous eating every two to three hours. And then I'm like, well, look, like, how am I supposed to have a life doing this? How am I supposed to, you know, go on dates doing this? How am I supposed to like fucking, you know, live the life of my dreams doing this? And so Mm -hmm. what I wanted was, you know, A, what was the body you actually wanted to create? Because it's important to kind of be intentional and kind of realize, you know, like the vision board, have have that idea of of what I want to look like. And what I realized was that, you know, shit, like, the real goal, it's not to look like a 220 pound body, but that's not even healthy for you. That's not even realistic. Um, you know, it's not necessarily to look like some athletes. Like, what do we, what do we want to look like? Yeah. A freaking movie star. When you see Ryan Reynolds or Chris Evans get in shape for that movie, Brad, that's what people want to look like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's it. I, it is, it's interesting. You said that the whole like bodybuilding thing, I worked at a gold gym for years and uh, I was one of the guys in college. I got up to 220. I was eating 14,000 calories a day. Oh, it's just, it's built in insecurity. Like I was just obsessed with eating how I looked. It's like depressing. And then you might go, you know, take a vacation or something. You're thinking about food all the time. Like I can't, I'm with my mom. I'm like angry that I've not gotten my macros in and, and just, I'm like upset all the time or like, Hey, there's just too much fat in this. Or I'm, you know, mad at the waiter because there's like butter on my potatoes or something. And it's just, it's just like, you're freaking, you know, it's like, it's weird. It's just, you have no life. And a lot of those people are depressed. And I think you know, a lot of the, the whole bodybuilding thing, cause you're, you're obsessed with your physicality and it's never enough. So there's like no ideal and it's competitive. It's, it's like a weird thing and you don't get to have a life. And so you wanted to just like enjoy your life and look good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You started doing like this I guess, intermittent fasting and it was that like new because you were one of the, there was a couple other people. There was like three videos on it on all of YouTube back when you started, like you, cause you, you got this idea, you started doing it and then you created like a brand and, and systems around it to, to help people with different looks of their body and supplements to support. Um, what was the evolution of that? You just saw that like this, this methodology, you just started trying different things or how'd you find this? It, the, the evolution was quite natural. There was only a handful of maybe four or five individuals that were little known that we're talking about fasting. So it was a very, very small community in the mainstream. It was completely and absolutely French. Um, I remember when I was 20 years, 19 year, years old. And if I, and if I could be in any group of any, any people, and if I was like, yeah, I'm skipping breakfast, I'm doing this intermittent fasting, they would think that's terrible for you. That's, that's mm-hmm. bad for you. You're going to, you're going to gain weight. You're going to lose muscle. Um, but how it started was, I hadn't achieved my fitness goals when I was 19, 20. I was, I was struggling. I had a goal. I wanted to look at like the movie star body. And I, and I, and the struggle was staying lean. The, str- the struggle was getting under 10% body fat, staying lean and being able to enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are battling your hunger, battling this diet, using willpower all the time, it's just not sustainable. So mm-hmm. I, I was struggling to really have the, the leanest dial, dialed in. Um, and I tried, I tried low carb. I tried keto. I tried, um, you know, I tried doing small meals. I tried pretty much everything and doing lots of cardio and, and, and this and that. And it just, it, 
I could, it would work, but it just, I couldn't stick to it. You know, I get yeah. some results, but I couldn't stick to it or I'd get some down. I, maybe if I went too low carb, I couldn't sleep or my sex drive went down, which is kind of weird when you're 20 years old. Yeah. Um, but, but I had that when I, when my, 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 when my, when I cut my carbs completely, you know, yeah. my sex drive was not the same. And, um, and then, then I started to read about intermittent fasting. I'm like, and I initially I was like, this is not good. This is not supposed to be good for you. And then I started to kind of get into the research um, and, and follow the methodology and, and, and kind of, and also use critical thinking like, Hey, mm-hmm. kind of, if, if intermittent fasting is so bad for you, how did humans even evolve and yeah. get, um, and once I kind of, a light went off and I started doing fasting and I realized it actually helped make make getting lean a lot easier. Like you, when you're trying to gain muscle, um, although you're going like per, too extreme in that, but if you're trying to gain muscle, like the freedom to kind of realize, Hey, I don't have to eat every two to three hours. I can have, you know, two meals a day. Like, you know, I can eat a, a medium sized lunch, a huge dinner, a couple little snacks. And if I, I don't have to get this perfect, like every two to three hours, if I want to eat a one, like a 16 ounce steak at dinner, that's fine. My body's going to absorb all of that. So it was a huge amount of freedom and fasting. And what I noticed I noticed some very, very cool benefits. One, you know, you kind of turn on the fat loss switch, especially like psychologically. When you Mm -hmm. wake up and you fast, your body kind of gets used to, hey, I don't need to eat every two hours. My body doesn't, you know, I'm I'm tapping into, you know, my body fat stores and and you kind of, you lose that attachment where you need food all the time. You're just looking for that next little meal. Um, so it makes getting leaner easier. I found I'd have insane focus where I'd wake up and like, sometimes, you know, you have breakfast and then you're kind of like, you know, messing around. Like when I fasted, I had some coffee. I was just wanting to work. I just want to get shit, get stuff done. Yeah. And so like my, I, I grew my business very substantially when I was fasting. Cause every day I don't care if it was Saturday, Sunday, Christmas. I'm like, I kind of want to work. I kind of want to get stuff done. I was just like, I just, my mind was always like, kind of like ready to go. I didn't want to just if you're fasting and having coffee, you don't want to like, you know, just lounge around. You 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 want to go, um, and you're in that you know sympathetic nervous system, and you know your focus is improved. So so I found fasting very very cool, and then uh, I started to kind of really put the pieces together where it's like, okay, if we want to build this movie star body, mm-hmm. this is how the workout has to be. Here's how much uh, focus you have to put on the shoulders, the chest, the upper chest, the tr- the, the legs, and so you can take someone and, and give them a weight training program and you can build their body in two, three, four or five different ways. Yeah. Um, and the hard to build muscle groups are the shoulders. Most people that lift, um, and, and body build, they, you know, they, they grow size on their legs and butt easily, their chest, their lats, but often like their shoulders or upper chest is lacking. And so I actually kind of flipped the script around. I, I put the most amount of attention to the shoulders and a lot of people don't know this, but the muscle yeah the v taper is 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 pivotal but the actual muscle on your upper body that has the highest potential to gain pure muscle mass weight Mm -hmm. is your shoulders your shoulders Mm -hmm. actually have the greatest potential to put on muscle um and so shoulders actually are completely under trained where Mm -hmm. a lot of times people will will shoulders will be an afterthought they'll do a lot of chest and they'll hit shoulders with with like fatigued or they'll yeah. do a lot of chest and the next day when their muscles are still recovering, they'll hit shoulders, but they'll never really be that strong. So like one of the key components of my program is getting very strong on shoulders, um, mm. working up to 80 pound dumbbells, 90 pounds, hundred pounds. I think at my strongest, I got up to 
120 pound dumbbells for five. And that was, that was, I was a bit, I was a bit heavier then. I was like 185 versus 177. Um, but yeah. was, what are you, what are you right now? Uh, right now I weigh like 177. 177. That's when I was at my best. When I, I did fitness modeling when I was, I, and I did the whole six, seven meals thing a day, glued to me before, like just nonstop. And I just, just was messing around with it. I played with my water intake and all that. And I wanted to get down to like 0% body fat. I was obsessed and I did it just, I was probably early twenties. I got it was as close to zero as possible. I could see striations in my butt cheeks. Like people talk about striations on your chest, all that stuff. I can see when you can see striations yeah. on your butt cheeks. That's when you know you're you're lean. That's the terrible. highest level. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah, the central levels. Yeah, I'm like I'm about to die. I was sitting in the yeah. sauna, had <laughs> cut water, all that stuff. Like it's just terrible. Then there's a, there's a picture of me somewhere where I was I was about 31 and I got down really low again. But it took me like I felt just terrible. Uh, so you were really clear on what you wanted, and then you found this intermittent fasting. I know. Yeah. I, and you you started to play with different stuff. Yeah, and yeah, your, and that's all, your and that's also that's also one of the, the 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 problems with bodybuilding and fitness modeling in general is that is that they they tend to hover around you know 12 percent body fat most of the year, okay. and then they try and get down to four percent, which is tear unhealthy for you. Your hormones shut down. It's unsustainable. Um, it's simply not good for you, but, and so there's no benefit to getting to, you know, four or 5%, 4% body fat. It's too extreme. Um, but they spend very little time in that sweet spot where you look like freaking movie star, which is like yeah. seven, 8%, you know, seven, eight, maybe for some nine. And so they kind of spend, they, they get, they, they spend very little time in the sweet spot because it's all about, okay, I'm at 10, 12% it's gaining muscle. And then let's, let's kind of get down to four and then they get there and it's, it, and then they balloon back up because they can't, you know, they can't, when you get that lean, your body wants to kind of gain the weight back. Um, because again, we're, you know, our, our genetic code is wired for survival. If you let your body get to so, so lean, you have very minimal fat left. It's pretty much essential then your body's like, well, we live in a harsh environment where there's food shortages. So when food is available and that contest is over and we're eating again, your body doesn't, you don't, you don't want to stop. That's the problem. You know, when you get too lean, you don't want to stop. And like, I just, we had this guy that was um, doing modeling for our clothing line and and he was into the fitness stuff and he got pretty lean for some contest. And then like next time I saw him a few weeks later, he was 25 pounds heavier. Um, And he, he, he wasn't, he didn't do that intentionally. He just, it wasn't his fault. He just, it's so extreme. Yeah. He just couldn't stop. It's, um, it's interesting. You use that word balloon up that, that term, you know? And so I, I have a kinesiology you know, degree and I'd studied nutrition in school, but I was just obsessed with all this stuff. And I use these outdated tactics and now, you know, I'm 44 now and I don't look terrible, but I, I can see it in people. Like I'm looking at you right now and you got great skin, like really you. clean and it's consistent. And what a lot of people don't realize when you have like an influx of like salt or, and not that it's bad or caffeine and the, the consistency is what your body is trying to get to that homeostasis. But when you're dehydrating your cells, like say your skin cells, you take all the water out and then you drink water and you put them back in, or you're you're in the sun, dehydrate the cells and drink water. Um, you have a salt diet and then you cut salt. The cells are, you know, ballooning back up and forth. And the way that cells work, the cell membranes, uh, it's kind of like if you actually take a balloon and you blow it up the first time, it's really hard to blow up. As you take the air out and then blow it up again, it's easier. Take the air out, blow it again. And the, 
the balloon, that, that rubber gets thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. And you see, if you go to Arizona or a lot of these places, you see people, their skin looks like leather. It's saggy. Like this look like, like, like leather skin. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, miss, how old are you? I'm 27. <laughs> you know, just like, just like, yeah. wow, just like massive alcohol. It's, it's, it's the, you know, dehydration, this stuff. And some people are like on a, a yearly cycle or like a quarterly cycle, there's ballooning back up and back down and it, it thins those cell membranes. And then people get that saggy skin where they just don't look good. Um, you're, you're 30 years old. Now, when's your, when's your birthday? September. September. So it's okay. So you'd be 31 this year. Um, do you stay pretty consistent with everything then? I mean, cause you're, you're stronger, you're, you're abnormally strong, like doing these pistol squats and things like that. Have you always been flexible? Cause I got tight hams, all that. Are you, are you just uh, like really functional? I, I'm not, I'm flexible in some ways, but I know I have, I have tight, tight hamstrings. If I'm not stretching every day, my hamstrings, like I'm, I'm, I'm barely touching my toes. So I'm not super flexible. Um, I, I'm not a huge, I, 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 I should do a little bit more stretching and just, you know what, I, I, I do a little bit, but, but not enough for it to be right, super right now. It's, it's just after one, what, what have you eaten today? Anything? What do you put in your body today? I just fasted and I had, uh, uh, some octane and that's it. All right. When's your, what's your first meal going to be and when? My first meal um, is probably going to be in a few hours. One thing I'm, I like to break my fast with is our, is our collagen. I do keto collagen pancakes. So I'll, I'll get some, like a scoop of keto collagen, some egg whites, some rolled oats, like one whole egg and uh, baking powder. And I'll, and I'll mix that up and then I'll, you know, fry it in some coconut oil in a pan and it's it, with some Greek yogurt. Very, very, very good. That's like my kind of go-to first meal. And then, um, then maybe with some raspberries and then my dinner, I'll do steak, potatoes, a little bit of veggies. And, uh, I'm pretty, pretty notorious for, uh, finishing my, my diet off with a little bit of chocolate. So I'll finish off like if I can hit 2000 calories in those two meals, that's sort of my goal. And then I'll have like 400 calories of chocolate. So I'll kind of be like my two meals. I'll hit 1800, 2000 calories. And then that last little bit of chocolate. And why do I do that? Because literally, because I, I was probably the worst dieter in the world. I had a very hard time dieting. I could, I would be very good. Like I'd always just kind of, it'd be very easy for me to go over. I have a big appetite. Um, and like my father, for example, he, he would be eating food all day, snacking, just, just love food. And so I'm probably the worst dieter. And so I found that if I can finish off my day with some chocolate, I'm satisfied mm-hmm. and, my, and, the, and then I, I don't have the desire to keep eating. If I was like, okay, let me finish off with like, let me make this nice, like, nice little sandwich thing. I would still have a temptation to keep eating or let me yeah. have, you know, uh, you know, some chicken and rice. I'd be like, I want more, but the chocolate just kind of, I'm like, hmm, I'm satisfied. So, so one of my strategies really for getting lean is like, if you, um, if, if you, for example, need for you to get lean, if you have to eat 20, let's say it's 2000, let's say it's someone's 2000 calories to get lean. You want to find the most enjoyable way to hit those 2000 calories where it's effortless. I actually recommend eating almost the same thing every day, especially when you're getting momentum, when you're trying to get that, you know, get leaner that first month, see the progress, pretty much eat the same thing every day. Um, at least the first meal you have, 
make that the same every day. If you want to mix up dinner, that's fine, but just keep it so simple. We don't have to think. And once you have a day of eating where it's just easy to stick to, you're satisfied, just keep, keep doing that. Um, the leanest people on earth are the people that are the best at getting lean. They don't eat different things every day. Yeah. They, they have some variety, but just, they keep it simple. Um, same thing with like, you know, the, uh, you know, the billion dollars, you know, billion dollar, um, business owners in the world and CEOs, they wear the same thing every day. They don't, they don't, they don't have 10 different outfits. Like they just, you know, pair of jeans, black shirt, and that's it. It's interesting. People, you know, have a need for variety and, you know, and for a lot of people, they do get that from food, but it's like food and clothing that should not be, I mean, you could be more creative in other avenues of life. Like I, I get creative and I find variety in my life by eating different foods. Like, like that should be consistent and you should find other ways to work or, if, or things if, like yeah, that. If the, if the most exciting thing in your life is wearing something different or trying a new piece of food, your life's boring. Yeah. I, yeah. But, I'll, but you know, I'll, I'll wear new stuff and I'll, I'll, I'll try different foods. It's just like, it's just that it, on my day-to-day life when I'm locked in, I keep it very, very sharp. Yeah. And then Actually, it's the 80-20 rule. I think the last time, the last, last time I saw you, I think, we went to Owen's house. We, we, Owen Cook, we had gone there. I still got a picture. It's on my, my Facebook. And I know, because I, I remember, because I'm standing on something, so I look way taller than, than everybody else. Uh, but we're up at Owen's house, up at the hill. And we had just eaten, I think, at a Soho house. Yeah. And I think you had a steak. And I was just like, I saw what you're eating. I was just like, I'm going to get the same thing as him. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I eat red meat almost daily now. And I feel amazing. Not a lot of veggies, though, huh? Um. For, for, for me, I'm bigger fan of fruits. I, I genuinely enjoy, um, vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower. So I will, that said, if I go out to a restaurant, like the amount of calories that are going to, they're going to, that are going to be in these vegetables. Like if, if I just, you know, if someone takes some broccoli and cooks it in like a teaspoon of oil or two teaspoons where they're adding an extra 50 to 80 calories, that's one thing. But at a restaurant, if you're getting, if you're getting Brussels sprouts or cauliflower or broccoli, it's a 500 calorie dish. And so it, mm-hmm. it kills the deficit. Um, so I'd rather just go out to dinner, have steak, have French fries, um, get 1200 to 1400 calories and mm-hmm. just do that. Then, Oh, you know, Oh, they're always oh, healthy. He's adding vegetables. No, you're adding 500 calories. It's like, it's like when the goal is to get lean, you have to be very intentional and you have to kind of, you have to kind of be very, you know, just get the, you know, Get the get the uh, steak and, and potatoes, or you know, get the yeah steak and potatoes, and then if you're gonna be cooking at home, then do vegetables. But at a restaurant, like it's not worth it's not worth it. Trust me. Like if you yeah. if they actually have the calories on the menu, they're not they're not giving you they're giving you broccoli for 500 calories minimum. I'll cut it out. Potatoes now. So unless unless it unless it's unless they're doing like you know boiled broccoli whatever. But but if, yeah. if it's like if it's a tasty side dish from a nice restaurant they're making it delicious that's their goal the goal isn't to keep you lean the goal is to make it delicious so steak you're getting steak potatoes you're getting potatoes vegetables you're getting they're making it tasty for you yeah yeah i know when we had connected you know and taken all that you've learned um you started doing these youtube videos so when i kind of go to like the marketing stuff and what you've done there um how many subscribers on youtube now I have uh, just over half a million, um, but I I don't I'm not necessarily a YouTuber anymore. I'll throw up a couple of videos here and there, but um, like the days of me posting 
you know, consistently. Um, that was, you know, that was back in when I was 24. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you had that one video, the Batman type video, Bruce Wayne, the real Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. That one. And that just took off. Like that just went, went viral and it was just beautifully shot. And you did a couple other ones after that, that are just so cinematic. So cool. That was, you know, not a lot of people were doing that type of stuff back then. Like nobody was, and I mean, now, now you can do it for much less of a cost, but you know, just those years ago, it was just quite a bit into it. So it's just really cool how you've, you've marketed yourself. What is the main marketing that you guys do now through Instagram? Um, yeah, we run, we run Google ads, Facebook ads, and, and, and through my Instagram, we have a pretty sizable uh, email list. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, pretty much, yeah, pretty much a little bit on YouTube, but mostly Instagram, email list, Google, Facebook ads. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, you know, just kind of backing up a bit, what have been the biggest influences on your life, like growing up? Um, that's kind of shaped your just psychology, philosophy on life, business, health, everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I had probably a handful of, of, uh, fitness people that I researched and followed where I learned something from them. And then, you know, I, you know, some of the stuff I liked, like some, some of the stuff I didn't like, some of the stuff I liked, but I, I took what I, what I could. Um, so there's definitely a handful of, of fitness, um, of fitness mentors, some that did fasting, um, and, uh, you know, business, so for the fitness mentors, I mean, they're like Brad Pilon was into fasting, Martin Burkhan, Rusty Moore, this guy, Ross Enemate, I used to follow when I was a lot younger, um, even, you know, Joe DeFranco, um, there is quite a handful of, uh, of, of fitness people that I, that I definitely utilized. And then, in, um, and then, and then, you know, I, I learned a lot from Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now. Um, that was really, really helpful. I got into a little bit of self-hypnosis stuff, not by any, any like, I've read some self-hypnosis books and just kind of did some self-hypnosis routines. I like some of Joseph Dispenza's stuff. Um, I love him. Yeah. He's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's got some, some cool, I like the idea of like, you know, really being like, whatever it is you want to, I mean, Eckhart Tolle speaks to this in A New Earth, um, but like you're, external reality is a it's the reflection of your internal reality and so you know a lot of times i i've even found myself I'm, I'm, I'm chasing something it's just it's not coming it's not coming I'm, i, I want to bring something into my life it's not coming i'm like well what is going on inside me and what is what, what is the story i'm telling myself inside me what am i feeling inside me and if you can like create the feeling and the state internally and feel that gratitude like it, some, some of those things that in your life, like some things in life, this is what I learned is that some things in life just, just come like that. You know, um, sometimes people get into business and the, the money starts coming and coming and coming and they're making more and more and more and more. Other people get into business and they freaking are running in circles. They get a little bit of progress running in circles and trying to do the same thing. Like they get stuck. Sometimes it's strategy. Sometimes you don't have the right, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, you don't have the right business model or, 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 or technique, um, or strategy, but sometimes it's like something inside you is, is, is blocking you. Um, and then sometimes the people that are crushing in business, then their, their, their relationship life is, is not working, you know, mm -hmm. and they can't yeah. get, you know, so, so I find that sometimes that, that, um, more woo woo stuff, um, can be helpful if you, if oh, you're yeah. doing everything right and you're stuck. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Going, going back, you know, to, so you're, you're 30 now, if you had to go back to say your, your 18 year old self and give that version of you some advice based on where you are now, like, what would that be? What would you do differently? What would you, what would you tell that version of you? Yeah. My 18 
you know, my, my 18 year old self was pretty much, I was in university at the time, but I was like disenfranchised and pretty much getting ready to drop out. I, my, you know, I actually was very, very on point, um, at, you know, 18, 19, 20, the only, the only thing I did wrong, I was, I was extremely passionate, extremely driven, extremely dedicated to achieving my goals. I, I just, I didn't really have much of a life. I kind of, I didn't have much of a social life. Um, so I would kind of nudge myself more to like, Hey, you know, Hey, like, you know, you can, you can build your business and have a little bit more social time. That said, honestly, like I, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily, um, uh, regret that because it, it definitely helped me get to where, where I was. So, you know, I think 18, 19, like those years, I definitely, um, I definitely like the advice I'd give to myself is more so maybe in the mid, the mid, you know, more my, more my mid twenties that I would give myself advice. Cause you know, I, I, that's kind of probably more where I, where I needed it, but at 18, 19, 20, like that's when, Hey, I started keto body. I was driven. I wasn't drinking much. I was just like laser focused to my goals. Um, mm -hmm. I did struggle for a while to get lean, but that struggle helped me really create the courses that I've created. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I could have told myself, I could have, I could have shortened the process to figure out my fitness stuff. If I talked to myself at 18, where I, mm -hmm. I spent two or three years just trying to diet way too extreme, lose the weight way too quickly, be, you know, uh, go way too low in calories, cut out the car. I just kind of spent years just doing what I should not have done, but it helped me kind of helped kind of uh, create what I've created. But, but yeah, do you have, a, do you have kind yeah. of like a guiding philosophy now that, like a psychology or like a, like a purpose to what you do that kind of guides you overall or in, in fitness per se, overall, more, more overall, like life stuff. You know what, man, I'm going to have to sign up for some of your coaching. I gotta, I, I, I have a, I don't know if I have a pure cut life purpose. I do. I do value being in very, very good shape. I, I value, you know, being present and, and, driven towards my goals. You know, I think in the last few months, I've really, um, gotten, uh, like, you know, a lot more driven to, 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 to build my company. But I, I mean, I value having someone in my life. Like, you know, I, I value, I value, you know, uh, dating life or having a woman that I love in my life. I value, you know, growing my business, um, being in great shape. Yeah. Uh, it's it cool. Be, yeah. You know, it's like there, there's something that I, I don't know who, who said this to me, you know, as I, as I started my own entrepreneur journey, it's like people don't just buy what you do. They buy why you do what you do. So as far as like having a guiding philosophy or like a belief about what you do or people or what, it's, it's important to, to sit with that. And I know you've, you know, gone through the Tully books. And I, I remember I've seen you post about it a couple of times and it reminded me and I went back through uh, Power of Now and A New Earth and all of that. So it's, it's good to think about because we can all have that, that dark night of the soul or transitions come up for us. Um, That's you know, for, you, for you, I wanted to ask you this specifically though, because I've known you for a bunch of years and you're in these videos there's this massive house that that was like your dad's house and he had passed away. Like, so like, what did he do? Like, you know, it's cause it's, it's kind of an anomaly. You see this, this young guy with this huge house. What's, what's kind of the backstory with all of sure. that? So somebody's going to ask me and I'm, I'm thinking like, why didn't I ask him that? Yeah. So, well, just to mention right now, like, that's pretty profound. People buy what you do, but they also buy, you know, why you do what why you do. do. 
That's yeah. important. You know, they want to connect to you because there's a lot of people, like even for me, I do sales training, whatever. And, you know, kind of the backstory that we infuse on all my, you know, podcast things that I, I get on other people's stuff kind of my backstory. And for those of you listening, you'll probably hear me say this at Virginia times, but I talk about my struggle. So you have like your ordinary and your extraordinary and show your why. So I was like really quiet kid. Now, you know, and then I felt lost, got into sales, didn't know what I was doing. I struggled, saw this guy, Tony Robbins was really inspired. And I said, if this dude can turn around a suicide, I wonder if I can use some of those same techniques to turn around sales. Turns out nine figures, a hundred million dollars in sales later, turns out we can. And if somebody uses those techniques, they can connect with people to not just turn around a suicide, but turn people around to get their life turned around. And so that's the techniques. So there's like a hook meaning and I'm infusing stuff like my, my humble brag. So we, we do that. And it's, it's people say, well, this is different. And so like with your stuff, with the keto body and intermittent fast, it's like, it's different. People are like, what's different? Who's this person? And so we try to infuse a lot of that into just the influence because it's clear. It's good to have that, that hook into what you do. And it gets people, as you create a personal brand, um, even for somebody like Grant Cardone, I did the first interview at, at his studio and I'm going to interview him. Uh, once he really started to blow up, he, he did the 10X and all of that, but he started sharing his story about like, uh, dad dying, um, drugs, 25, going into rehab, his brother dying, all of that. And that's when his brand really took off. Wow. And so it's like, people, people love that stuff, you know, and it's, and it's, it feels good too for the entrepreneur, I think. So I always try to, you know, share some of that on, uh, even in my talks when I was selling against everybody else for Tony, this is part of the reason I outsold everybody else in the company is because people were connected to me, not just Tony. So I think it's, I think it's important. I'm going to start introducing some of that, that why it makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I'll help you flesh it out. We got some worksheets. I'll just send them to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm in, I'm in. Cool. Cool, uh, we'll connect on that after, but so the, yeah, my father, um, Michael O'Gallagher, he, um, was in real estate and he started a company, um, met cap and they, he started with nothing. He, you know, convinced some people to cut, to, to give him money. And he started to, uh, he was able to start buying, uh, and building a real estate portfolio, um, across Canada. And, uh, and he, he kind of started in his early thirties, uh, built it, um, for 15 years until he was 45 and, and built, uh, the biggest privately owned real estate company in Canada. He had, he had, he, I think, uh, Goldman Sachs, they wanted to do an IPO with him. It was a huge, and he, he ended up saying no, he turned it down. Um, and, uh, and then he passed away and, um, for my family and, and it was the right decision. We, we sold the company and, you know, he, he was the vision of the company, you know, without him, you know, it was the company wasn't necessarily on the right track. And, uh, and so he, I think when he was for, like, before he passed away, a few years before he passed away, he, um, he wanted to, you know, when he was battling uh, cancer, leukemia, uh, he wanted mm -hmm. to really build his family's dream home. Before that, we lived in like more of a normal sized house. We weren't in a mansion before that. We lived in a relatively normal, normal house um, for a family of five. So like with mm -hmm. five bedroom house, but um, but uh, like a, just a normal um, house, like a, a quarter of the size. And, uh, and he he wanted to build his dream home. He also wanted to build a home as like a, a personal statement, like a statement that, Hey, you know, I'm going to beat this cancer. I'm going to go back to my family with this mm -hmm. in this, in our beautiful home. And, and, uh, 
yeah, he, he, he built that, that house and, and, uh, we had to tear down like another house and just, it's, it was his dream home was built out of limestone slate roof. Um, had one of the top architects in Canada build it. There's a lot of mansions in Canada where it's, they're fucking made of cheap materials. Um, this, 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 this mansion is definitely, um, definitely very, very, very meaningful to me. And, uh, and yeah, so he built the home and then we, you know, we moved in and, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, it's, it's, how old were you, how old were you when he, when he passed? 11. And so he, he, we moved in and then moved in end of, uh, you know, moved in at end of the summer. And then like a few months later, um, he passed away. Hmm. Well, at least he got to see it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You got, you got to see, you got to enjoy it and you got to, you know, know that his family was going to have this, you know, beautiful house to, to, to live in and, uh, and, and for Christmases and everything, like, you know, if you have 15, 20 people, you know, st- everyone fits in the house and it's, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful house that's brought my family close. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. So it's my father, my father built a, you know, an incredible, uh, how, how long did it take to build, build a house like that? I think it was a few, few years, a few years. Yeah. It took, it took some time. It was, uh, yeah, that's not, that's not a just pop up type thing. My, my, no. my father passed away this, this last year. And, um, I, I remember going to visit him one day, he lived in this old farmhouse and he had this vision of moving out of the house and moving into the garage and renting out the house to get some extra money to buy some extra beer. Uh, that was my dad. And he, he did move into the garage. And so he passed away this last year living in a garage. Uh, very, very different. Yeah, so, <laughs> this mansion was a small tin garage that he lived in for the last probably about 20 years. So uh, very, very different vision, but uh, yeah. he got what he wanted. So that's, that's beautiful that he, that he was able to build that. And you guys, you know, your family still has that. So I guess your mom, so you have what brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have um, three brothers, a sister. Um, so family of five kids. Yeah. Oh, they older, younger, one older brother, and then a younger sister and two younger brothers. We're all around, you know, 24 to 32. Yeah. They fit too, like business fit entrepreneur. What do they, what do they do? Um, they're, you know, they're, I'm definitely more of the like entrepreneur type. They all finished school. I, I dropped out. Um, they're, you know, they, you know, my, my one younger brother, you know, Brian, he's, he's working at a biotech company in Boston and, uh, he's pretty, he works out quite a bit. He's pretty fit. And then my other two brothers are, you know, in a company and, and doing some sales stuff. And, uh, and, and yeah, my sister's doing some, some, uh, some, uh, working, working with uh, kids in some capacity. That's cool. Up there and up there and all in Toronto. Uh, all in Toronto, except for my uh, younger brother, Bryden. He's in Boston. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm pretty much in Toronto. But now that now I'm, I'm now I'm back on my my kind of schedule of spending half the time in Toronto, half the time in Miami, L.A., you know, we'll see. Yeah. So you're the, the business. So you created this this business. You've got this beautiful backstory and all you've created. You pioneer in this intermittent fasting world. Um, and also, I know you're not doing YouTube stuff, but those videos, I mean, most people, at least back, you know, have seen that video and now you're doing all the ads. So you've kind of removed yourself. You had like a, a marketing, so you had this product, you productized this, and then you um, did some marketing, but now, and you had like a firm that you were working with back then. Now it's all in-house. You do your own marketing, copy, it's all systems, and you create these products and market, and you've created this. How many, how many people do you think have gone through your program? 
yeah, all of my programs oh. combined. Um, probably, we, you know, I've been, I've been doing this for since like 22, um, but it really started to get big when I was 24, 25, half a million for sure. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. That's, and that's, yeah. I guess, when I met you, like 24, um, back yeah. Owen and Ty, we were all hanging out in LA and all that. So yeah, so that's, that's awesome, man. So you've got these, these products and that the clothes and, and everything, what's, what's kind of next? We, you know, you've got this thing launching now, this, you know, this monthly program where people can get, you know, fitness advice, kind of let us know what, what that's all about. Like what, if people want to get involved in what you do and where your company's going, kind of give people some insight as to like, what's next for you. Yeah, right now I'm just basically I've I I'm simplifying everything. I've learned like having, you know, creating so many fitness courses, so many different, you know, places to go. Um it, it, it's quite complicated, so I'm simplifying something. If you want to get into insane shape, learn my system, be part of the club, be part of the community um and get support along your transformation over the next 3-6 months. The first step is really joining the Kino Club. Get inside the Kino Club. You'll get the right program for you. You'll get the support. You'll be part of the community um, that will help level you up. And then there's that. And then, you know, get some, get the Kino Octane on Kinobuy.com. Pick up our Kino Octane pre-workout, our collagen protein. Um, start taking that every day for more focus, energy, better performance. And that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it. Join Kino Club, get into insane shape, drink Octane, and then, you know, then hang out on the YouTube channel, the Instagram, and and uh, and then I'm going to be doing some really cool content inside the Kino Club. So, so you know, that's that's you know, I, I've learned that I've done coaching programs, I've done pro, and I've learned that like when you're part of the group, when you're part of the camaraderie, when you're active every day, when you're interacting with people, the results, the success rate is so much higher. So we're kind of rechanging the, yeah, the format, community. the, the community. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I we you, we have another mutual friend, Marcel. Um, I met him a little, I guess about a, about a year ago and he connected me with another guy, a gentleman who's become one of my best friends as well named Chase Hughes, um, who will be interviewing soon. And he's like top FBI kind of, you know, CIA I've heard of him. military. It's like just awesome guy. Like he's just, he's just unbelievable with hypnosis, persuasion, all of that. And so, you know, just, just a note for, for all of you here. Chase has this, this authority triangle. So your capacity to be influential, be an authority, it affects your income, your livelihood, how people perceive you. It's a big deal. And so being perceived as an authority, people that people respect affects your, affects everything. And so we kind of have this authority triangle thing, something I go through every day, something I measure myself on daily, uh, movement, appearance, confidence, connection, and intent. So without giving too much context there, one of the first things that I mentioned is movement and appearance. And so for all of you listening right now, you know, I definitely went through a period where, you know, I've modeled all that stuff and I was obsessed about how I looked super insecure. And then I was went through this phase, like, it doesn't matter, just eat whatever. And like, you know, I'm kind of like anti caring about what I look like, but it, people judge you based on your appearance and how you move. If you have bad posture, bad skin, bad hygiene, um, if you're not, not physically fit, like people get noticed. And if you can, like, there's, there's so many, so much shit we have to deal with in life and life can be pretty tough. Like having pe like being seen as fit and healthy, like you can, you can mess up in business and relationship and all of that. Like life has got enough challenges. This is like the one area of your life 
you have control over is like what you put in your face, you know, to affect like how much money you make and your appearance and all of that. And Greg's outlined a really simple system, but you know, despite the simple system, intermittent fasting, and you, you can do supplements, all this stuff to look good and they can give you clothes, all those things. A lot of people still struggle with their weight, with body image, um, using food as a place to get entertained or fill themselves up with loneliness. So that's, it's, it's not just a little bit of people. It's like the majority of people are having this struggle. Um, for those people say, you know, that are in their early twenties or even grown men, like anybody, male or woman that is struggling in life right now, that, you know, is maybe eating too much or not connected to themselves. What advice would you give somebody right now that's struggling with their weight, with their confidence, that's not working out, um, or just doesn't feel good about themselves? What, what would you say to somebody, maybe like a, a 24 year old version of yourself who's tr struggling to find their own voice and get in shape and have a good life? Yeah. So one, I mean, deep down, look, if, if, if someone's going to transform, it's not going to be me doing it for you. It's going to be you. Hmm. You have to actually want to improve your body. You actually have to, you actually have to want to transform your body. Um, one of the keys, the most important things to becoming successful is how bad do you want it? Do you actually want it? Because if two people are competing, the one that wants it more nine times out of 10 is going to win. Um, and so a lot of people these days are apathetic. They're apathetic. They're, they're watching Netflix all day. They're snacking all day and they've lost that drive. They've lost that, that, that motivation. And I will tell you right now, when you get into amazing shape, when you start improving your body, when you're getting leaner every day, every week, life gets so much better. Doors yeah. fucking are blasted wide open. And so there's so much potential for your life to be improved once you tackle this goal. To make this happen and to make it happen now and to, to get the results really, really quickly, one, you have to find actually a, a fitness approach that you can actually stick to, that you can enjoy, that fits with your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If you're in the gym doing, you know, 75 hard, you're doing two workouts a day, you know, never able to have a glass of wine or have any sugar. If you're doing something that you know deep down, you can do it for a temporary period of time, but then it's not sustainable, scrap that garbage. It's not going to help you. It's, you're wasting your time. You have to do something where this can be your new lifestyle. If it's not, if it can't be your new lifestyle, it's complete garbage. It's bullshit. It's never going to work. It's never going to help you. You're going to go there and back. Everyone knows people that do it. My approach, you can do this for life. Once you get adapted to fasting, you'll be more productive. You're going to be more effective, more successful. Um, you're going to be able to enjoy and delicious meals. I can go out to a restaurant. I can order the biggest entree on the restaurant, steak, potatoes, and get leaner. I can fit in chocolate. If I want to have a couple drinks here and there, I can. So you need to find a fitness approach that you can actually, that fits with your lifestyle. You can do long-term. And then the goal is to get momentum as fast as possible. So it's very often that people kind of start something and they're kind of dipping their feet in it. They're on, they're off. They have some days that are good, some bad days, this and that. If you want to get in shape, you have to put, go all in or all out. So, you know, as soon as you start, okay, boom, find out what am I going to eat that day? Write it down before you're going to eat that day. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have this as my first meal, this for dinner, this for dessert. Keep it simple. The first couple of weeks, eat the same thing every day. Guess what? Okay. If you eat something you enjoy every day, you're still going to enjoy it. It's going to be good. Like I'm not telling you eat chicken breast and broccoli every day. I'm like, Hey, if you want to have that nice little steak at dinner or, 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 you know, if you want to make keto pancakes or have a little, like eat something you enjoy every day, we're in a calorie deficit. And the goal is just to build momentum, just crush the first few days, crush the first week, 
oh my God, you're leaner. Wow. Like this is what happens when people do my system. Like, mm -hmm. I don't get it, Greg. I'm how am I able to eat all of this? And I'm getting leaner. This does not make sense. This can't possibly work. They doubt it because it's so easy. Get your 10,000 steps in every day. So you're walking an hour a day, you're hitting the gym and doing strength training three days a week to maintain muscle and to kind of build that movie star body. Mm -hmm. And that's really all it is. You, you get brisk walking and daily three hard workouts a week, lifting, you know, challenging weights and crushing the, the deficit and the fasting and just making the diet so easy. And in a matter of time, you're gonna have the best body of your life. That's it's, awesome. It's, so I'm hearing here, uh, make sure it's sustainable. None of these extreme diets, uh, make sure that you want it. That was number one, sustainable. Uh, none of this like crazy stuff has got to be enjoyable for you. Start, get momentum and, um, you know, have a community, you know, be, be a part of something and not have to stress out about it and enjoy, you know, some meals here and there. It should be a part of your life. I, I, I think right around the time I met you, I, my, I was a fitness coach for a while and my, my brand was called seven figure body, six steps to a seven figure body in eight weeks for entrepreneurs that are destroying their health to build their wealth. Let's right. these six steps, you know, stress management, nutrition, training, all of that. And my, my tagline was this. I say, most of these people out there, they're obsessed with the gym. Of course, all these Instagram people, like they look good because they're working out three hours a day and they're measuring everything. Like their whole life is built around, the whole purpose of their life is to be fit and healthy. But then I said, but you and I are meant for more than that. The purpose of our life isn't to be fit and healthy, but let's get fit and healthy so we can live the purpose of our life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for entrepreneurs, which you are, I am, we're busy, no time for all of that. And it's just, it's just so stressful to, to focus on what you're going to eat and all that stuff. But if you can create a simple system, also, if you are somebody struggling, it's like, it's really hard to be creative and find it, you know, be present in a relationship. If your back's hurting, it's hard to be confident. If you're like, you know, sucking in your gut all the time and you look in the mirror and you just, you look tired and like shit. And so it's just, it's, it's such a foundational principle, but so many people struggle with it. And so it's, it's really cool that you've, you've been able to do this for so many people. And, um, you know, before we go here, is there uh, any last words you want to share with people? Or is there the better question? Is this, is there any question that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you here today? Um, that we've covered a lot. I mean, the only thing I will finish off on, on, on the fitness element is that, you know, people are like, well, dude, how do you, how do you build this body on three workouts a week? And, 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 and what you eat chocolate, look to, create physical change. We have to just do two things. If you want to build, build an incredible body, one, most importantly, you have to get lean. Getting leaner is literally just being in a calorie deficit. It doesn't matter if you eat seven meals a day, chicken breast. I mean, that actually makes it hard to be in a calorie deficit, but it's literally just being mm -hmm. a calorie deficit that handles fat loss, making sure you get enough protein helps with muscle retention. Um, but that's pretty much it. Make the diet so easy. We're in a deficit easily. You're making sure you're basing your, your diet off, making sure you get enough protein. And then the idea that you have to work out nonstop is, com is completely wrong. You actually want to work out when you're fresh. You want to work out when you're hundred percent. Uh, that's when you're able to actually, um, build the most muscle and, and improve your body the most, not when you're just exhausted. And so 
three workouts a week allow your body to have an incredible recovery. You get stronger and you rebuild when you're resting, not when you're in the gym. Now, if someone, one of these fitness coaches, if they're on, you know, anabolic steroids and they're taking gear, they can train two hours a day, recover, recover better, come back and be stronger. But if you're natural, it's not realistic. Your body needs more rest. You need more recovery. Um, you can't go hard two hours a day without burning out. You can do it, but you're not going to be progressing. The most important thing in the, it, it, with training is that you come back stronger, that you're able to get that one extra rep. And so most of these fitness coaches, they design programs in the gym all day, but no one's getting that extra rep. Maybe in the beginning, mm -hmm. but not after month three, four. Yeah. My clients, they train less, but we train with intensity and we train um, with intent and they come back and they get the extra rep and they get the extra five pounds and then they're hitting personal records and they're getting leaner. And that's why their physique looks so good doing 10% of what everyone else is doing. They're in the deficit. They're making it so easy. They're getting enough protein. They're getting mm. their steps in, which is good to make sure that, you know, the fat loss is humming really nice. And then they're getting the extra reps and the extra, extra weight. And they're doing it in the perfect routine that's crafted towards the physique we want to build where they're developing the shoulders, the waist to hit the, the, the waist to shoulder ratio. And they end up all coming out looking like freaking movie stars. And yeah. very few people in fitness have actually cracked the code and actually really, really looked at what it, what actually creates the, the physique we want. People just want more and more and more this, that it's like, no, I, I, I've refined the system, the essential. And guess what? I don't care how busy you are. There's not an excuse in the world why you can't do this. There's not an excuse in the world why you can't go to the gym three days a week. There's not an excuse in the world why, you know, you can't, you can't fast, you know, and, and hit your calories. You can do it. I've, I've had people that have freaking families and two, three jobs transform on this system. Um, so it's incredible stuff. Um, we're going to be, you know, crushing the keynote club. So make sure you, uh, apply to you join and get in and, uh, and the octane. That's it. That's awesome, brother. Well, I'm enjoying this, this, uh, bamboo shirt that I have on feeling good. So this is cool, man. When you, uh, come down here to Miami, we'll have to catch a workout in ourselves. I'm gonna work out tonight. I'm fired up. Oh yeah. We'll do a workout for sure. Okay, man. Awesome. Cool, buddy. Appreciate you, buddy. And uh, for everybody here, uh, hopefully you got as much value out of this, at least some inspiration. And hopefully you'll be easier on yourself and just stick to a routine, follow these steps here. You'll have more energy and you'll use that in your capacity to be more influential, but you cannot give that which you don't possess. And so what you need to possess from this is a standard, some discipline, some structure, a little bit of routine to really make the rest of your life the best of your life. So that's gonna require you to really build a foundation within yourself because you can't influence others unless you influence yourself. And so managing what you put in your own face every day, super duper important as you build the foundation for you to help a lot of people and be the, the best and most influential version of yourself. Until the next time, this is Eli and Greg signing off and uh, hope you're having a powerful day. Take care, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Everything is Influence podcast. If you got value from this episode, loved what you heard, and you want to go deeper into really understanding the core fundamentals of influence, then I have one more gift for you. I've put together a special training just for the listeners of this podcast that breaks down the four levels of influence and how to start using these tools in your life today. If you want that free training, then go to wildinfluence.com forward slash go. That's wildinfluence.com forward slash go. That's wild with an E at the end, then influence.com forward slash go. 
All you need to do is enter your name, email, and phone number, and we will send that over to you straight away. Until the next time, my friend, this is Eli signing off from the Everything is Influence podcast.